uh, this book right here, this, this chapter, this topic, is actually, if you, buy, if you buy the book, Boundaries, isn't even in Boundaries. Boundaries and dating isn't even in the book Boundaries, but that doesn't mean it's not prevalent. They, have a, they dedicated a whole book to it called Boundaries and Dating. And so, and, uh, so it's a very important topic. It's a, it's a thing that people are, are extremely, uh, I mean, the guys obviously knew a lot about because we all pulled, pulled, it, uh, pulled this from there, but they have a whole book dedicated to dating. And so it's really interesting. And someone, someone mentioned today, what about the book I Kissed Dating Goodbye? And we'll talk about that for a minute too, which I'm really excited to talk about. So um, good stuff. So, all right, uh, all right, so we are going to, well, I think it's important to uh, start off with a, uh, how, let's see how Mickey dates. Y'all want to see how Mickey dates? Yeah. I do too, I do too. I'm just... <laughs> Uh, it's really, I mean, I really, I really like that one. And so, uh, so let me ask you whose relationship was dysfunctional in that one? Both. Yeah. 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 Did you want to know the name of the song, which I thought was pretty interesting? Smile through your pain. (laughs) So that's the name of the song. And I was like, that's brilliant. That's brilliant. Even under the under the works, they're still saying, like, you know, that's what the as long as you put on a smile, everything will be okay, you know? And so Yeah, oh that's hilarious. That's like like how you fix it? Gumdrops! Ah! You know, yeah. I think we're gonna have to fiesta like, Terrible. We're terrible at it. And so these guys need help, wouldn't you say? In their dating life, they need proper boundaries. Which, uh, boundaries are, I think in dating, if you do not have boundaries in dating, then your dating life is going to be destroyed. Alright? It's going to, this is, this is an area, I know I've, I've said a lot of areas, you need boundaries. And of course you came to a workshop, so of course I'm going to throw out boundaries. <laughs> it's important. But boundaries in dating, if you do not end up here, you will only end up one place, and that is in sin. That is in sin. It is super important to have boundaries in dating. It's also important to be honest about where you are. If you're in a relationship where everything's just happy, have you ever been in a relationship like that? No, no one has. <laughs> you know? No one has because it's not realistic. But we ha- some people have been in a relationship where you just fight all the time. Have you ever done, been in that relationship? How did that go? Yeah, it was terrible, you know? Yeah, I know. And so, in, in, you know, so we need help. We need help. First and foremost, in our, in, our, in our dating life, in our boundaries and dating, we need to remember this. The issue is not how do we fit our spiritual life into dating. Rather, it's how do we fit our dating life into our spirit life. That's what the issue is. It's not, hey, when do I work in that I'm a Christian? No, you are always a Christian. <laughs> you are always a disciple of Christ, no matter what. Instead of praying for you know, a particular person, and then if you're single right now and you're asking, God, I, wanna, I want that person to be in my life. I want to do this. God, I just want. Instead of praying for that particular person, instead, what we need to be pray is that God transform us in his image. Because here's the long, long door thing is in life. Dating and being with someone means nothing compared to the richness and the glory of what Jesus has to offer. That's why Paul didn't need a, a mate. Because he had Jesus. He was fulfilled. 
he was fulfilled. And so, and I know people looking at that and saying that, people are like, I can't, I can't imagine life like that. These guys can and they did. And it's pretty impressive to me that, that they could do that. And so, instead of preparing for a particular person, pray that God transforms you into his image. Then when you find someone else who's, who's being transformed in God's image, maybe y'all can run the race together. And that's when a relationship looks fantastic in Christ. You know, I, I, I draw a little thing, and I meant to have it right here, but I don't. Uh, I, I, I draw a triangle up on the board. And I put God at the very top of the triangle, and I put you at this end and you at this end. Or, you know, and I, the person who I'm talking to. And I said, have you ever noticed what happens when you get closer to God? And I put, you know, they start bo- both getting closer to God. What happens to each other? They get closer. They get closer. But if one person gets closer to God and another person doesn't, they don't get closer. And if they try to get closer to each other and not closer to God, they're never going to know what it's like to truly fly. They just know what it's like to live life. That's it. Just get by. And so, and truthfully, you don't really, no matter how, how much you dig that tunnel and you try to get closer, you never will. You never will. You can't see where you're going because that's a poor substitute for what God, the riches that God truly has. So there's a lot of books out there on dating. There's a lot out there. Uh, the one that was really popular when I was growing up, <laughs> sorry, I'm, I meant to, uh, one thing that we need to do is we need help. Uh, we need help in our community. We need help with scripture and, and not to date, but be transformed in the image of Christ. I know I said that, but that was a PowerPoint, so I felt like I need to say it again. <laughs> and so uh, there are seven misconceptions of dating. This comes from the book, uh, I Kiss Dating Goodbye, which I do not agree with John, Joshua Harris's book. I do not agree with it. And we're going to pick apart some of the things that why, why some of it doesn't work, because that's what the church has really adopted, is that this is how you date. And I just, I just don't think this is how you date. I don't think that he had it right. But see if you've heard some of these things. Um, dating misconceptions. Josh says in his book that dating leads to intimacy but not commitment. That's what he says dating leads to. He says that dating tends to skip the friendship stage. Another thing that he says is dating often mistakes a physical relationship for love. Uh, dating often isolates couple from, the, from other vital relationships. The fifth thing uh, of it is dating distracts young people from their primary responsibilities of preparing for the future. Dating can cause discontentment with God's gift of singleness. And dating creates an artificial for evaluating another person's character. The problem with with most of these things, what? What's that? Oh, the problem with most of these things is I just don't agree with most of them. I mean, you know, I mean, dating can lead to intimacy. Who says intimacy has to be sex? You can be intimate with another person. You can. And it can also teach you what commitment looks like. Dating tends to skip the friendship stage. That's not true. So there's some things, but the church really buys into this. They really think that, that to, you know, you, dating skips the friendship stage, so therefore we won't date. The problem with that is it's unrealistic. And so what I want to do in this class is take these unrealistic expectations and let's put some realistic expectations to them. What does it look like? Um, I don't think dating can distract you from your primary responsibility from the future. 
Uh, I don't think you can, I, I think you can truly enjoy God's gift of singleness and date other people. I think you can. And God creates an artificial for evaluating uh, another person's character. Uh, Clown Townsend had a lot to say about his book, and it wasn't very good. <laughs> what they say that dating allows you, what this is what Cloud and Townsend say that dating will allow you to do. Dating gives you an opportunity to learn about themselves, others, and relationships in a safe context. That's what it allows you to do. This allows us to discover what we want in a spouse, what we want in ourselves. It allows us to identify areas that we need to personally grow in and what areas are we willing to put up with in another person. That's what dating allows us to do. Uh, you know, I, <laughs> you know, dating allows you to, I don't know what Kelsey was thinking, but it allowed me to, <laughs> to really decide what I wanted in a wife. And when I met Kelsey, I, you know, she was, a, you know, she, she was attracted to a man, that, who, me, that was extremely flawed, but just loved Jesus. And that's what was important to her, is that he loved Jesus. Uh, the trait that she was longing for was a man who followed Jesus. That's what she wanted. She had no looks, so I was in, you know. And so <laughs> she, she learned that, you know, she actually learned that looks didn't matter to her, money didn't matter. The things that mattered was a heart for God. That's what mattered. And luck, luckily, I fit that. Because if she wanted a whole bunch of money, guess what? I didn't have that. You know, and, and, and she, but she was, Kelsey was really interesting in our dating life because she knew exactly what she wanted. And Kelsey was like the first healthy relationship I ever had. I mean, she was the first person that I brought home and my mom was like, wow, wow, uh, try to marry her. <laughs> you know, like, like, that was the only time my mom ever said that. You know, that's where like, she's nice, uh, you know, or uh, I would run the other way. And my dad in the background, like, get out. And my dad always did the Admiral Akbar, Akbar voice. He'd be like, it's a trap. You know, and like, <laughs> and like when I brought someone home. And Kelsey was the first time that he said, it's a trap to the lady. You know, he said that to Kelsey, it's a trap. You know, and I'm like, no, no, we're trying to keep her around, you know. And she knew. She had incredibly detailed what was important to her. Uh, on our wedding day, she gave me one of the best gifts ever. Uh, she wrote out, uh, oh, I'm going to get through it, I'm going to get through it. Uh, she wrote out a journal, and in this journal, she, it was prayers that she's been praying for me for years. We only known each other for a year. And the part that really stung on my end, and I wish someone would have talked to me about dating, is that I remember where I was and who I was with some of those days she was praying for me. And I was like, man. And I mean, I was just, I was just broken up. It was one of the best gifts I've ever gotten. And in the bottom, it said, I know, I know you've had a past, and I have too, but I just want you to know I was praying for you in your darkest moments. It meant so much to me. And the reason why it meant so much to me is because obviously someone was thinking about me. Kelsey knew what she wanted, and she knew what was important with her, and she knew the boundaries that she was willing not to sacrifice, and she didn't. And so I'm super proud of her for that because I married her. And so, hey, look at that. So, <laughs> so seven things that dating allows us to do is first, it learns about others, but we learn about ourselves. What we're willing to put up with and what we're willing not to put up with. The second thing that it does is dating proves, provides a context to work through your issues. This allows us to discover and confront things in our lives that we didn't know. You know, you can, you, can actually, uh, you can actually look inside yourself and go, why am I attracted to that bad guy or bad girl mentality? Why am I attracted to things that I know that will fail? 
Could it be that I think this is how I should be treated? And am I longing to fix something? Am I in the need? Am I just trying to be their savior? Who, what, am I trying to tr- what am I trying to prove by changing this person? Am I self-sabotaging? Those are proper examinations you can ask yourself when you're, when you're dating. And looking at it and going, it provides the context to work through some of these issues. You know, I, I, uh, I get put into issues where, you know, I, if you're looking at it and you go, I always get put into issues when I'm dating where I go too far in a relationship. Well, okay, you can ask this. Why do I long for sin? Why do I long to push that envelope? Why do I think God is lying when he, co- when he tells me the joys of purity? Why do I think God's lying about that? These are, the, these are issues you get to tackle with during dating. So one, it lo- uh, you get to learn about others and yourself. One, two, is it, the context of working through issues, you get to work through your issues. The third thing that Cloud and Townsend say it does, dating builds relationships and people skills. Did you know dating can expose insecurities that I have developed in relational skills? It can. Um, it provides a safe opportunity to learn how, to, how, how a relationship can function. The fourth thing that it can do is dating can teach us to move on. This, uh, <laughs> date, yeah, dating can teach you to move on. There was a girl right before I got married to Kelsey. Her name was Sherry. I thought Sherry and I were going to get married. She's terrible for me in every which way. But I thought we were going to get married. And when I, some of y'all heard the story last week when, you know, when I talked about the girlfriend of when God called me into ministry and I quit my job, I was dating Sherry at that time. And I thought Sherry and I, like I said, I thought we were going to get married and all this stuff. And when God called me into ministry and, and I, you know, gave up the truck and the money and the car to go do this, the first person that belled was Sherry. And I was so heartbroken, like, God. I'm doing this for you, and she left me, you know, and all this stuff, you know, I mean, just, just hurt inside, and I was just like, man, I'm broken, I don't want to go forward, I, oh, I just don't want to do this, and then, uh, after I was baptized, it was really funny, uh, I, I, I met with my guys, and sometimes, y'all can probably relate to this in cell, I met with my guys in cell, I was like, guys, I don't want to date anybody, I'm good, you know, I just want to work on my relationship with God, I want to get closer to God, I want to truly, truly just get to know God in every which way. And my guy was like, yeah, we'll keep you accountable. We love you, man. And the next day I met Kelsey. <laughs> and, I, and I came back and was like, whatever I said, just forget it. You know, like, 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 forget it in every which way. Dating taught me to move on. You know, dating Kelsey taught me to move on from those past destructive things in my life. And not only move on from past relationships that were gone, but it taught me the past things that I've done in my life I can move on. And God has good gifts for me and I can move forward. There's nothing wrong with that. So dating can teach us to move on. The fifth thing is dating is relational and that has value in itself. There's, it's, it's a value to talk to people. The sixth thing is dating allows you to learn what you like and dislike about the opposite sex. That's okay. Dating gives us context to learn sexual purity and self-control and the joy that it can bring. So those are seven things that dating can do. And it's pretty, pretty impressive. And I, I like what Cloud and Townsend had to say on that. So I have, uh, Cloud and Townsend, when we talked about it, have eight principles of dating. So if you're in the dating world right now, these are some things that will help you. And they said uh, they, in their whole book, they, they broke it down to eight things that they look for when they're dating another person. And, 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 and usually when, when they're, what they're looking for in themselves. 
of what they're looking for, what they're willing to put up with, and what they're not willing to put up with. And they say, these are some things to look at it and go, I'm going to draw a strong boundary over this. So let's jump into those real quick. First thing on, on uh, 10 principles or eight principles that lead uh, to trans- for, uh, transformational dating stop looking for the one. Jesus is the best thing that ever happened to you. That's it. You already found the one. A significant other makes a poor Jesus. They do. John 14, 6 says this, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father except through me. Kelsey is a terrible God. She is. She's a terrible God. She cannot sustain me and keep me away from sin. Only Jesus can do that. And true fulfillment in dating, marriage, and anything else has, uh, means that I anchor my life on meaning, which is only found in Christ. So if you're looking for the one, it's a myth. It's a myth. It's the biggest myth I could ever tell you. Do you really think in the four billion of people that God made, I've heard this, that someone say, oh, when you were born, God had Kelsey in mind. Really? Really? Of the four billion people in the world? You think God was like, well, I was like, why did you choose Mule Shoot in Texas, which is like 20 miles away from, why didn't you go further? You know, I mean, like, that's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. It is dumb to think that there is only one person in your life, and if you mess up on that scenario, boop, all gone forever. That is dumb. And it's, I, I, I think it's illogical and it's sinful. Because you already found the one that changed your life. You already found the one. And his name is Jesus. When you date, when you date, date with marriage in mind. That's what Cloud and Townsend say. A date is an emotional attachment it, that a relationship has to have the DTR talk. Uh, this isn't necessarily coffee with someone, but this is someone that, that you know you are truly getting into a relationship with, you want to see grow in Christ. Well, date with marriage in mind. Uh, Jefferson Bethke says this, dating without the intent of marriage is kind of like going to the grocery store with no money. You leave unsatisfied or you take something that isn't yours. I thought that was pretty interesting. And so you leave unsatisfied or you take something that isn't really yours. And so when, when we go and we, we, we date, have marriage in mind. Now that doesn't mean on the first date you talk about marriage. That's not what you heard me say. <laughs> All right? But, no. <laughs> it's like, no. That's when you get labeled a stalker and we go around, you know? So I'm like, that's not what we do. But when we date, you, you know that this could lead to something else. And if that could lead to something else, that means that I need to be ready for a thing called commitment. I can do that. You can do this. No one should be afraid of commitment. You've already committed your life to Christ. That's the biggest commitment there is. So therefore, when someone I love is like, I'm afraid of commitment. Okay, you're telling that to a boundary guy. Then choose not to be that way. You can choose not to be that way. I have issues that I need to work out. Then you need to work through those issues. People who say they do not, they have that commitment issues, what they mean is, I'm happy where I am, don't change me. And that's where the problem lies. We all need to be changed. So date with marriage in mind. The third thing is don't missionary date. (laughs) That's very, very important. Missionary dating usually ends in the position. It does. You want to know why? 
I'll tell you why. Men, you have a beautiful woman that wants to sleep with you. Done deal, right? Girls, you have a guy that's interested in you. And guess what? One day he will wear you down. He can wear you down. Now, I'm not talking about coffee or, or not, you know, getting to know someone. That's not what I'm referring to. What I'm talking about is a deep relationship where one person is not a believer. And you're looking for marriage with mine. I, 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 don't, think, I don't think that's a, if you're dating with marriage in mind, you do not want to be married to a non-believer. 2 Corinthians 2.14 says, Don't be yoked together with an unbeliever. For what you do, righteousness and wickedness have in common. What fellowship can light have with darkness? And you don't want to be paired with someone who doesn't have the same ideals and goals as you. You don't. And if you're being transformed into the image of Christ, what are they being transformed into the image of? Now, does this mean you can't reach out? No, that's not what I said. Does this mean that you cannot be attracted to someone that you see coming in? That's not what I said. That's not what I said. Of course, you see someone, you know, Kelsey saw someone attractive that was being converted and she started dating him. Me, you know, I know I'm a catch, you know, and so, you know, and so, but what I'm saying with that is don't be committed to a non-believer because it's just, it just never ends well. And that's what Clown of Townsend say, and I agree with him. The fourth thing is don't compromise. Have a list of values and don't compromise them. We can only change our values if we are in subjection to whatever we're changing our values to. Um, you know, for example, I had a comment for, I used to think uh, when I was younger, I used to think that homosexuality was okay. And the reason why I thought it was okay was because that's how I grew up. That's what I, that's what I grew up with. I had family members that were gay. So I said, you know, that maybe it's not a dangerous thing. And then after looking at the lifestyles of my many gay friends and my family members, I realized that something that was very important, that God is right when he says it's not, it's a sin. And the reason why is because we're the, I, I've seen the evidence in their life. And I, when I have people come up to me and, go, and say things like, well, it, you, know, it's a, it's a, you know, Clint, what you're telling me is I'm wrong. I'm going, yeah, but so am I. The only one who's right is Jesus. So we need to be transformed to what he has to say. And so that's why we don't compromise him, because he's the one who's given us the list of values. No matter what sin it is. Um, and my, my uh, it's always funny, my gay family members, he always contacts me in times of trouble. It's really funny. And this last one, I have some hope. And maybe this doesn't have to deal with dating, but man, it gives me, it gives me great hope. He said, man... He said, I don't know why your Jesus gives me hope and mom Jesus condemns me to hell. He said, that's really news. And I said, because my Jesus loves you, man. I said, how's your life working out for you? And he's like, it's not. So maybe there's hope. I hope there is. But uh, I mean, you know, I, we just do not compromise our values. And it's so important in dating to realize that. In John chapter 2.23 it says this. Now, while he, this is Jesus, was in Jerusalem, the Passover festival, many people saw the signs he was performing and believed in his name. But Jesus would not entrust himself to them, for he knew all people, and he did not need the testimony about mankind, for he knew what was in each person. He had a list of values, and he didn't compromise them, despite what people thought about him. He knew his list of values. So when we're dating, don't compromise. The next thing is you are okay. (laughs) 
Take delight. This is Psalms 37, verse 4. Take delight in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Taking delight means you're content, and you can be content in everything. If you're single or if you're married, steward your time well. Singleness can be a gift from God, but don't use it as an excuse to be lazy. See it as an opportunity to serve God. You know, there's a lie out there right now that says, I gotta get married, I gotta get married, we all gotta get married, we are, you gotta get married, we gotta get married, we all gotta go, we all gotta get married. I'm like, whoa, that's a lot of marriage, man, you know? <laughs> Calm down. Where we are in life is okay. It's okay. It's okay to enjoy being single. There's nothing wrong with it. It's okay if you're married and you don't have kids. It's okay to enjoy that time in your life. It's okay. It's okay if you have kids to enjoy that time in your life. It's okay. Christ didn't come so we'd look at the next stage of life and go, oh, if only I was there. <coughs> he came it so we can enjoy the now and we can have joy right now. So where you are in life, it's okay. The next thing is have your community of Christians around you and listen to them. <laughs> it's enough to go, hey, I, yeah, I go to church. Yeah, yeah. Do you apply what Jesus is saying to your heart? I go to church, yeah. <laughs> no. Listen to the community around you. In Psalms 1, it says this. Blessed is the one who does not walk in the step of the wicked or stand in the way of sinners. Take it and set, uh, sit in the company of mockers, but who delights in the law of the Lord. Enjoy the community you have around you. And listen to them. Single and dating people should have a community of people around them for, the, or for all walks of various life. Churches right now are, you know, this is the part that really frustrates. Churches right now are segregated and labeled into age group and classes, robbing people of rich community that can, they can experience with one another. You know, um, we do it here and it drives me insane. And we're trying to actually break it up, which I'm really excited about. But we used to call it, well, we have the older class that meets here, and then we have the young class that meets upstairs, and then we have the college group that meets at. <laughs> no. What I really want to see is I want to see groups of people just teaching the same thing. <laughs> and that doesn't mean all the same curriculum or anything like that, but teaching the mission of Christ. Because here's the thing, I need people that are older than me to look up to that are doing the will of the Father. And there's a people, there's a generation younger than you that needs to know how to do the will of the Father. And guess who they're looking at? You guys. You know who youth in our generation are looking at who to date? Y'all. And how are you doing it? How do we do it? How do we go about doing this? And I know you're like, you want to be like Eminem, like, I ain't nobody's role model. Well, guess what? You are. You live in the world. Someone looks up to you. Someone looks at you. <laughs> Do y'all know who Eminem is, or is that an old reference? Okay, yeah. Y'all, y'all know the real Slim Shady? I'm just asking, okay? So. <laughs> so have a community and listen to them. And this is one of the most, I think, one of the most important things. Pursue purity. The greatest gift you can have for your future spouse is a pure mind, a pure heart, and a pure soul. Don't ever date someone who doesn't honor purity with you. It's very important. Don't ever date someone that doesn't honor purity with you. It says in Matthew 5, 8, Jesus says this, Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see 
God. Value purity. It is one of the most important weapons in this world that doesn't value purity. Because purity can lead to joy and amazingness, and it's it's incredible what what it can lead to. Uh, in <laughs> in First uh, Corinthians chapter six verse eighteen, it says this: "Flee from sexual immorality. For every sin a person commits outside the body, but the sin the sexually immoral sins against his own body." And so, what's that meaning? Is that the the sins that you, you that you do isn't just against another person? They're sins that uh, sexually immoral sins are sins that are actually against you. And what you're robbing there, right there, is you're robbing yourself and you're robbing your future future spouse of joy filled sex later. Because you couldn't, because we couldn't, we didn't value purity in the moment. And so, if you do not value purity, guess what? I got good news. Gee, we are in a Jesus commands us and says things like repent, and you can start valuing purity right now. And it's a beautiful thing. It doesn't cheapen it at all. When Before I met Kelsey, uh, I was not a virgin. Uh, I was a uh, very promiscuous person in every which way. And I can tell you this, that God has granted that purity. When we, we said that we were going to be pure and that we were going to strive for holiness, God has honored that. And uh, have we had our issues? Yeah, we've had our issues. But in a, in, in, it's been beautiful the way to see that God has put back the pieces in our lives together and, and made purity this amazing thing that's led to joy. And so Cloud and Townsend say, pursue it, honor it, run for it. The last one is date with realistic expectations. Yes, what a great one. Don't date if you're dependent on someone that only God can provide. Right? Don't date someone, don't be dependent on someone for things only God can provide. All right? Codependent dating leads to codependent marriages, and codependent marriages eventually crumbles because the weight is too heavy. What you're doing is you're building your whole house on sand. And when you build your house on sand, what does Jesus say what will happen? When the, when the rain comes, it'll wash away. And so don't date someone and be dependent on someone that only God can provide. If you're dating someone and you're saying, they keep me holy. It's been some real things. I've really had that conversation with people. You know, I'm dating this someone because they make me be a better believer. Those are some, those are some red flags right there. Why don't you just want to be a better believer? <laughs> You know, you know, why, why can't, why, is Jesus not good enough to provide those things? So therefore you got to go to another person. I'm, and, and guys, I've, I've done some weird counseling. All right. And some of those weird counselings have been things like, well, like, uh, I, I counseled this couple, they were dating one time and she came up to me and said, uh, you know, I, I and they, they, they were having sex. And I said, why did you have sex? And she said, because he said he was gay and I had to fix him. There is so much wrong with this. <laughs> you know, where, where do we begin? And so, yeah, you, you'd think. But what it ended up, and what, what, I mean, and it was one of those moments that God gave the answer, because my answer was that. <laughs> you know, and it was like, why, are you, why do you think Jesus isn't enough to fix this? Why do you feel like you have to be Jesus? 
and we have it, it was one of the most it was one of the most heart-wrenching things they didn't make it obviously they didn't make it you know and what was funny is we found out that the guy was just saying was so he could sleep with her it's <laughs> like like yeah yeah guys you got to have boundaries and purity because here's the thing there are wolves out there that will eat you up and if you do not have fences in place to keep them out they don't get to the lambs in your field and the things that you cherish and go, oh, that's cute. I'm going to take care of those things for you. They will devour them until they're dead and then they're gone and then they're going to move to a new fence area that has pro- improper boundaries. That's what they're going to do. Can they be changed? Yep. But you're not the one who changes them. Jesus is. And that's very important to understand. Sometimes it requires a, you know, and I've seen this in dating relationships, and I agree with it 110%. When girls are like, I need to get out of the way, and I need to introduce them to the guys in our group. What? A smart move? You care about his soul? There may be hope for you guys after all, you know? And so pursue God, pursue purity. God is the only one who can provide things like joy, peace, and purpose. And when we start acting that way, that's when we become truly powerful in our dating life. Truly powerful when, when we start relying and surrendering to Christ. So, so we're going to have just a little, like a five, ten minute question thing about dating. And we'll do it specifically on dating. Because uh, do y'all have any questions about dating? And we'll add, we'll add the panel back here as well, you know, <laughs> like, you know, like, <laughs> but yeah, do y'all have any, uh, Did you define what yeah, do y'all, do y'all know what DTR means? Define, define the relationship. That's right. So do we have any questions about dating? You know, uh, no, I can't because it's different for everyone. You know, I, I think that dating, you know, I mean, some people define dating as going out for a co- uh, like some coffee. I don't necessarily define that as dating. You know, uh, I think debate dating is, you know, some people would go, well, dating is where you have after three dates. I, I don't know if I can say it like that. I don't know if I can put a number on how many times you go together before you can start defining. I think what it is, is it's on the inside of going, I, I'm being honest about the feelings that I'm having for this person. This is moving on from the friendship realm into the more serious realm of, of, of dating. I should start defining the relationship even with my own mind. And that's when I think dating starts, if that makes sense. I think it changes for everyone. Because I've known people that have been together for two, three years and didn't even find each other attractive that ended up dating and getting married, you know? Oh, that happened, y'all? <laughs> didn't know that. So, hey, five dating? Hey, you should, you should write a book about getting out of the friend zone. So, you know, like, <laughs> like so, uh, Lee, Lee, did you have one? <laughs> yeah. It's just dating with a different word. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, I didn't, I have obviously, I've, I've always called courting just another way of saying dating, but this sounds like prison, what you're talking about. And so, uh, <laughs> like, I, I actually I don't I don't I don't I don't I actually don't mind that because when Kelsey and I started truly getting 
uh, like, like we knew we were going to get married. We knew, um, imagine, you know, and I've had people come up to me and say things like, well, you know, I'm having urges. Like I want to sleep with this person right before the marriage. And I'm like, that's actually a good thing. You know, you don't want to get married to someone you're not attracted to. Okay. That's like one of the worst things you can do, you know? And so you're looking at it and go, I have these urges. I love being around this person. I want to be around them. And so what Kelsey and I started doing is we started going on double dates to fulfill that because we knew we wanted to be close and everything. And truthfully, I mean, I, I was one of those things like Kelsey's like, can you keep your hands off me? And I was one of those moments like the left side of my brain, the, <laughs> the right side of my brain when we're in an argument. Just, Say yes so we can be alone. <laughs> no, I can't. <laughs> you know? And so I put up boundaries to where we wouldn't fall into sexual sin. And part of those boundaries was, was you know, being with people. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, I think I think this the newer generation. Yeah. Okay. Now, I think I think the the common definition of what you're calling steady is what the world would call dating now, and that's. Yeah, but uh, but what you're talking about the the dating, seeing other people, I would actually call that hanging out, and so I mean I think it still happens. No, but like 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 you know like. Just, you know, but that's, that's what I, I mean, that's what I would define that as, you know, but I think that's a true thing too, is that we have an older generation looking at it and going, circling now, <laughs> there's, there's other things, so. But that's super, that's super confusing, but, you know, you know, like, but what we're talking about, they, when, when Cloud and Townsend wrote this book, they weren't just talking about, hey, let's go out for a little drink, right? You know, like, let's go out for, a, a, you know, a Coke right here or a dinner right here. And they're not talking about that. What they're talking about is what leads to marriage, you know? And so, and I, and I, would, I would agree with Lynn. There is definitely a, a terminology difference. And so, yep. Yeah, 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 yeah. Most of the people I weeded out, it would be with hanging out. I mean, that's, I mean, that's, that's what I would, that's what I did. But I, I mean, I think it's true too that, that looking at these things, what you could mean something to you doesn't mean the same thing to another person, which is even more reason to define the relationship, you know, <laughs> is define what it means. Hey, I want to hold your hand. Oh, okay, let's hold hands. Whoa, whoa, why is your hand on my thigh? That's not holding hand. Well, that's what I thought. Define the relationship. Maybe, I mean, but I mean, there's a difference between that and just razzing people, you know, because you love someone, you know, <laughs> so that's why I, I know I razz, I, I, I'm, a, I'm a hard timer, you know, and I give people a hard time, so. Go ahead, what's up? Just trial and error, you know. Well, I hope we're not a group that takes a joy in people blowing up, you know. Yeah. I think I think how we point people in the right direction is the boundaries that we've set up right here. It's like some of these very helpful boundaries of going, you know, are you are you looking for you know stop? Are do you have unrealistic expectations in this person? Um, are you dating with the future? You know, an so being no, I I think I think being in cells and uh, talking about honest and being honest about how you feel about people that's the best thing you can do. These are your brothers and sisters, your brothers at arms, and these are your sister at arms and small group. And uh, start bathing, and imp- I think that's awesome. Yes, Carol. <laughs> he just wants to go get coffee. <laughs> yeah. Uh. <laughs> People are not up front on Facebook. What? <laughs> you know? Yeah. You know? 
And so, you know, it's, it's extremely, I mean, this, this is one of those, dating is one of those things, too, that we get so wrapped up in. And so, and I mean, and there's, there's literally hundreds upon hundreds of things out there. But w- what we're talking about, too, is, is having, when you date and you have, if you have in mind that you're not just going to, you know, that there's not just this one person, take that pressure off, you know. And then when you have the date of, ta- and I love how Carol said, I'm actually probably going to change this whole thing with, to date with character in mind. You know, of having, being a person of character is one of the most important things. And defining the relationship, you know, um, I think it's important to look at those things and go, I can apply this. I can put this, put this in my life. And sometimes you're going to add more. It's okay to add more. It's okay to look at it, too. and uh, I mean, you know, I, I would add, you know, like someone like me who was abused as a kid, there's a lot of things of like, okay, well, um, well I'm going to be honest, about, you know, and I, I'm going to, when Kelsey and I get closer and closer to marriage, I'm going to have to have that talk. And if she runs away, I'm going to realize she's not the one. Some people don't have to have that boundary. I had to have that boundary of going, how is she going to react when I tell her all of this? You know, I mean, there's other things that you're going to look at and go, I'm going to have to add too, and I'm going to have to take away from, and it's going to look different, and that's, that's okay. That's okay to examine and to question and prod, you know, the, the boundaries that we may have to set up in that. And so, but these are just healthy boundaries to look at what dating is. And so, any other questions? Any other comments with it? I love that, Carol. I'm actually going to put that in. I think part of what you mentioned earlier. Oh, yeah. But I still think that's in, like, uh, community you know, uh, being in community and being honest in your community. And so um, don't get, you know, in dating, don't get in a hurry. Like I said, it's okay. That's what I was going to say. So, yeah. Sure, absolutely. I think that's a very important point, that keep examining those boundaries. And, but that's just not with dating, too. And work and families and friends. And you, you don't ever just set up a boundary like, we're good, you know. You always have to examine it and test it. And so... It's true. And that's why also what community, what community does for that is it gives you a safe place to question, to verify, to, you know, to ask those questions of going, am I just crazy or is this a real thing? And go, no, yeah, you're just crazy and it's a real thing. You know, I mean, it gives them, it gives them the thing to, to do both, you know. And so, but that's what the beautiful part about what a church is and what a church does. It's not just this thing that meets on a Sunday morning and you go, all right, matter for our hour, get out of here. But it's a community of people living life together where you can ask questions about how to date, how to be in community with one another, how to, how to heal from past wounds, how to grow and how to go. It's, it's a wonderful thing. So, all right, uh, we're going to take a uh, little break. Uh, let's come back in about, um, about five minutes and then we'll do our very last session. Thank you.